Um, there are lots of people, myself included, when I was a young writer, um, I thought about being a young writer without ever doing any young writing, as it were. I just presumed it would happen one day uh, without ever sitting down. But I, if you're trying to write a book, if you can write 500 words a day, then you will have a book within a year. And, um, and there isn't any shortcut to that. You just have to do the words. If it's screenwriting, then um, I think the advice I have is you just have to listen to other people. A, a screenplay isn't a book. A, a book is finished when you've finished it. It is a book. It's in its right form. But a screenplay isn't anything unless it's made into a film. And it's producers, actors, director who are going to take that and turn it into a film. So you can't pretend that you're the author and that nothing can be touched. You have to work with people and you have to listen to what they have to say. When I very first started writing, I wrote scripts, in fact, um, but I didn't know what I was doing or what they were or anything. And so I, I turned to books and, and actually I think books are probably easier um, when you're starting your career. I got into the film industry a bit by accident. The young director who wanted to turn my first book, Fever Pitch, into a film, um, he asked if I wanted to have a go at it, at adapting it, and I did. I didn't really think anything of it. I just kept plugging away and doing drafts until one day they said, oh, that's it, we're going to make a film of it. So that's how it started. Then. Um, I took quite a long break from it while I was writing books and had young children and things. And I went back to it with an education which was produced by my wife, who also produced Brooklyn. So, um, you know, it's a, a sort of family enterprise. I mean, Brooklyn probably took five years, I think, from beginning to the day it came out, and pretty much everything I've been involved in has taken about that long. I, apart from the film I was involved in with Reese Witherspoon called Wild, which came out a couple of years ago, because there was an A-list star already attached, it was really, really quick. Um, the money wasn't a problem. But all the others, it's incredibly expensive to make even low-budget films, and if you're writing the kind of film that has no obvious market, then um, people are resistant to giving you the money. So the writing wasn't the hard part. The hard part was the producers who had to go around trying to find cash for it. It makes a difference that we didn't have a part for, I guess, a man aged about 35, because they tend to be the biggest film stars, or, or you know, some women. But... It, it had to be played by a teenager, and that is difficult to raise money on. Um, it was the same with an education. Carrie Mulligan was a teenager. Um, so it always feels like the odds are against you, and I would say it's the hardest part of being a screenwriter is just trying not to think, right, I'm knocking this on the head and I'm going to have to write another book, because nobody stops you writing a book, but lots of people stop you writing scripts. I think that if you work in British independent film, you have a di very different relationship with the film than you would if you were working for an American studio. I think in an, working for an American studio, there's much more of a sense of your job is done, you're the writer, get lost. But in England, 
you're part of a team. And you know, when I started Brooklyn, there was me and my wife and her producing partner. So there are only three of us involved. And then you find a director and then you find a cast and very, very slowly a, a bigger team builds around you. But I've always felt very much a part of the process. And I wouldn't say that um, it's anything like being an author of books, but you are, your vote counts and people want to know what you think. I, I tend not to go on to the set. Um, I'd rather get on with something else and leave it to the others. You feel a bit of a spare part on the set. But I was very involved right until the last moment. Um, I mean, I was rewriting a couple of days before shooting. Authors, I think most of them understand that a book is one thing and a film is another. And we always talk about books being turned into films, but of course, books aren't turned into anything. Books stay books. And the film has to be a work of art in its own right. And sometimes you disappoint fans of the original books, but we, we have to face facts and say that most people haven't read the original book, whatever it is. So the film has to work on its own. There are lots and lots of books, I think, that aren't films, naturally, um, even though they're all optioned for film. And I tend to avoid taking on those jobs. I mean, quite often, if a book is 800 pages long, you know it's not a film. Um, because you're going to have to lose, you know, eight tenths of it in order to make it into a movie. Um, so first of all, I look at what the book has to offer. And with Brooklyn, there was a very simple, clear, very moving central story, which I, I felt that I could bring to screen. And if it was, it's a very quiet book, and if I amplified it a little bit, then um, it would work as a kind of old-fashioned weepy. But you have to decide what your line through the book is and keep to that, and anything that d diverts off that line is probably not going to make it into the finished film. So if you're writing about somebody who is not yourself or any version of yourself, if you're writing about a kid or an older man or somebody from another country, then, then you have to use your fictional imagination. And with writing about women, I didn't feel as intimidated as I might have done because all my life I've lived with women. Um, I was brought up by women, my dad wasn't around. I had my sister, my mother, my wife, all these people to draw on. And you think if you've noticed nothing about any of them by this time, then you probably have no business being a writer in the first place. I don't believe any writer who says they're writing for themselves, um, not a professional writer. When I say I write for the money, um, it sounds bad, but it's my job, and I've got a family, and uh, <laughs> uh, I have to feed my family. So um, if I decided that what I wanted to do was to write the word pickle 80,000 times, that was what I really wanted to do, I couldn't really expect anyone to pay me for it. And I think that the whole idea of writing presupposes a reader. You know, you, you, you choose a story with a beginning and a middle and an end, and you hide information from the reader, and you make jokes to the reader. And everything you do is about working towards an audience, really. So it's not that I'm writing for the market, but I am writing for other people, I think is the best way of saying it. I'm not writing for a market, but I'm not writing for myself either. I'd say a lot of the most interesting work at the moment 
is going on in film and, and especially television. The last few years, we've seen all these really smartly made, brilliantly written, brilliantly acted, complicated TV programs. Um, but I think TV and film, it does lots of things that books can't do, in fact. I mean, when, when it shows you a world that you've never seen before, you, you get a much better sense of it than even the best writers can provide. And film is a universal language. Um, I mean, it's, it's a pity, I suppose, that America dominates everything um, and that we are reluctant to watch films made in different countries using different languages. But in two hours, you can learn an awful lot and, um, and have your mind changed about an awful lot and think and feel things you've never felt or thought before.